Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Trial and Tales. This week's episode is part two of our interview with Anna Burkett where we discuss her social media and how she's grown it, particularly on TikTok with her day in the live series. If anyone's seen that, it's amazing. Um, there's so much good stuff in there for anyone who's looking to grow their social media. So hope you guys enjoy listening and we will catch up with you guys next week on next week's episode. Bye! So, this summer, Anna, you have really dedicated time to your social media presence. Yeah. In particular, your TikTok page has been pretty popular. It's like the only thing I've been doing. Yeah, <laughs> so we love it. So, what made you decide to start it? I think university is the most hectic time. You are constantly surrounded by people. Well, if you sort of decide that life, I guess. As we found out. Yeah. In women's rugby, you are definitely yeah. surrounded by people at all times, Solo which I respect, <laughs> I respect a lot because I'm really bad at sort of taking myself away mm. and having time to reset. Because I, I like to sit and yeah. do nothing in silence. I definitely <laughs> need that. I reach like breaking point and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I need it now. But yeah, so it's um, chaos at uni. And, and so I went back to Hong Kong and I was just by myself for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I started CrossFit for the first time, which is really fun. We did see that on your TikTok. I just, I just kept looking at my because I when I booked my flights for Hong Kong, I was like, finally, I get to like have some alone time. Try just basically, I just kept telling myself, I'm gonna reset. Mm -hmm. I go back home, and it's gonna be a time where I create new healthy habits. Yeah, and come back afresh. So I, I guess I did sort of do that. Um, I spent a week probably in bed, sort of just lying there as um, you have to that's what we'll be doing yeah. this weekend yeah very much just had to yeah fully chill out and had a really bad sleep schedule actually the whole time i was in hong kong um but yeah i started crossfit and um alongside that i just realized right maybe if i video every day i'll feel the need to get out and do more not rush in bed show people you're actually doing bed. something i think co- yeah. i think covid out like because in Hong Kong, you do things every day growing mm-hmm. up. Honestly, really? it's, you have like after school activities every day. It's so normal to have like piano and swimming, and then mm. the next day you have like football, and the next day you have rugby and, and Chinese. And you just have stuff on constantly, sort of scheduled. You obviously great life skills, but that is well, yeah. intense. But yeah. you get like, I get home and I'd just be exhausted and yeah. I'd just sleep mm. and like play guitar and just like chill out. out i didn't want to talk to anyone do you serenade us on this podcast no absolutely not i want to put you away well i will we watched the barbie movie last week and it was life-changing really it good was, go watch it, it. it was, it was have to go good. watch it uh, but yeah so covid just for like suddenly well i kept getting injured as well in rugby but suddenly i was like alone <laughs> at home just living on my sofa not doing anything with my injury as well, just literally rotting on my sofa and not just drinking a gallon of coffee every morning <laughs> and sleeping through Zooms. It was it was a sad time. It just suddenly I learned how to do nothing. I think I sometimes resort to that now mm-hmm. a bit. Like mm-hmm. when I'm at home or anything, I just sort of become a shell of a person and just like do nothing. Is that... <laughs> I wouldn't say it like depression but mm-hmm. like feelings of yeah. depression if that makes sense yeah. yeah i guess like i was just really down all the time and sometimes i kind of um i think i i do a lot more like of nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
Anyways, so, but I know that... As long as it's not for months then. <laughs> I know that doing stuff makes me happy and being yeah. around people most of the time makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except with Alassian malts. Of course. When they're, like, around me all the time because, yeah, it's, it's that just... That sucks. <laughs> just, so bad. It's, it's so, so sorry. Like, terrible time. Um, I'm trying to get out. No, I... <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> no, I love it. I love you guys. I here. loved finding a slug in the sofa. Oh my god, so that really made basically it feel like home. the other night we had a bit of a slug in infestation. Sideboard down, slugs in the kitchen, in, and then <laughs> Alessia sleeping on sofa. Georgia slug. on floor, slug on found Alessia's sofa. sofa. Thought, oh, you know, time to move in. Like Mojo Dojo, Kasha slug house, <laughs> come to sit in. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. I it was did a not baby slug. It. it was an orphan slug. What? <laughs> you're, what? You're pitying the orphan slug. Yeah, no, it was about ten minutes ago you asked me about my day in, day in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> we did do that. <laughs> anyway, the slug was just... We ran lot. a lot on... We I ran, fun. We, we <laughs> ran away with our dude <laughs> and natters and just delightful chatter. Cut that out. I just started videoing myself every day and I just... Maybe do more, and I was like, um, I don't know. I think I was inspired by something because I think no idea is original, and everything comes from other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started vlogging essentially every day. Sometimes I change it up. Yesterday, keep people on their tips. Yesterday it was what I eat in a day plus day in the life. Yeah, it's kind of Bonus. whatever I film, whatever I feel like on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've been really enjoying making those videos. Just and. Like, if anything, it's kind of just, like, a series of memories. Yeah, I think it's you can just keep them forever. Like, you'll always yeah. Yeah. know I mean, what you were doing on that day. During pre-season as well. It's just Yeah. But I, think recording, yeah. I think recording things at uni as well is so important. Because, like, when I go home and my mum's like, what have you been doing? I'll just send you your TikToks. And be like, this is what I did today. Because, like, you so often, like, don't take videos and stuff and do yeah. videos and stuff. And I think the way you document it is so, like, real. And it's almost like a documentary because like yeah. I think it's very candid people aren't like posing with the camera which well sometimes <laughs> well, yeah they are but like it's well, not like but it's like actually. mid laughter it's like mid it's, it's really and like when you nice. when you don't realise you're filming and you look back on it it's actually like the cutest thing ever because you're like uh, it's actually like people genuinely being like yeah. I guess like, I, I yeah. we were talking about this the other day how sort of videos can show more sometimes than yeah. photos in terms mm-hmm. of like what is more like reality yeah and so i really like that aspect i have talked to people about what if you you have an off day or you don't feel like doing something recently i've just been like putting an old dance video or it's the sort of um and you did feel throw back to your holiday but it's like no nobody wants to see a video a, a one minute video of me in bed <laughs> but at the same time i suppose it is realistic yeah i mean it's yeah it's the Social sort of balance so of um, I mean, I put a video of Maltz sleeping yesterday. Yeah, I was sleeping and I basically snoring, was snoring away. I was tired. <laughs> I had access to a bed. I had to take my opportunity. You had to. And I was actually like a trump- trumpet. She woke me up from my nap. I had to vacate the room and shut all the doors. Because it was echoing <laughs> and ricocheting off all the walls. <laughs> the walls were a bit thin. And yeah, but, but yeah, that's okay. So you had to, to sleep. I can respect. Yeah, hundred percent. Napping during preseason is a must. Yeah. Mm. During like, I mean, it's essentially like professional sport we're doing at the moment. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. our whole life. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. Sort of videoing the harder parts. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna do more sit down talk. 
videos about how I'm like feeling maybe um but yeah I've, I've enjoyed sort of trying to show the good parts I mean my goal was to sort of get myself out of bed but also hopefully inspire other people to do the yeah. same so happy about uh at the start because people were messaging being like or when I'd see them in person they'd be like oh my gosh you're day in life like yeah I saw it got me out of bed this morning well, that, like people said that you'd inspired yeah. them which, yeah which I is think in like off season when like it especially when it started for me I found them really like I really loved watching them because mm-hmm. it was like because, A, you're putting in a shift, like, can do, like CrossFit, like, on-field sessions. Mm-hmm. And it, although we were, like, 7,000 miles apart, or however many miles apart, it felt like we were still all putting in the grind together, even yeah, though we're yeah. obviously on, like, different pitches in different countries. And something slightly different, so obviously we saw every day in your life while you were doing your off season and Mm. with that came coaching that you did in Hong Kong so what skills translate from coaching to playing and do you think coaching like other age groups has made you a better player? Yeah 100% so recently I was coaching at my um, senior club in Hong Kong Hong Kong football club Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually really difficult because you get <laughs> you get a whole range of abilities mm-hmm. and yeah. ages um and just a lot of people who yeah. are on their summer holiday <laughs> just want to have fun and you're trying yeah. to, still trying to teach them stuff and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah i've been coaching since i was about 14 15 cool. um and i find it yeah i find it really rewarding uh yeah. i think one of the most rewarding things is actually coaching i started a coaching business with my best friend at school uh, called Adams Academy with Charlotte Adams. Oh, nice. cool. and uh, and weirdly, so much, <laughs> one, of my, so much. one of like my most um, one of my favorite memories was coaching netball uh, to this group group of girls. They're a bit older. They're about not older than us, but they're about fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. and they didn't always want to be there. I'm not gonna lie, um, <laughs> but. It happens. But yeah. sometimes we'd we'd have a session where we'd get involved, we'd play sort of three v three, just at the end, seeing the smiles on their faces that they got out and yeah. enjoyed themselves, and mm-hmm. maybe not expected to have fun, yeah. but had had fun. Uh, so things like that, just really fun. But also seeing it from a different perspective definitely mm. has helped me uh, as a player. Um, you realize the amount of work to even memorize your name yeah. and. And, and then execute the sessions. And execute the sessions. Yeah. And always be, like, well. charismatic. Yeah. Always know what, like, feedback people like to receive. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And even, so I, I coached um, Tiny Tots, which was oh. um, 18 to 36-month babies. Oh. Football. And Full you Bronco. Learned... <laughs> Full Bronco. <laughs> Beep test today. Yeah. <laughs> Testing. Um, yeah, no, it was... Um, you realise at that age it's actually more f- sort of show for the parents yeah yeah like it's an entertainment sort of thing but um yeah i i especially like older kids i guess Mm. um i've grown to like technical things yeah because you really especially with small groups you get to focus on like the real intricate parts Mm. of like tackling for example Mm. or passing and stuff that i really wish i focused on more when i was younger Mm. and had more uh sort of cues 
and um, all that. So yeah, you learn a lot about other people because mm. you you just have a whole range of personalities yeah. Yeah. and you're constantly one thing that I'm working on is mm. adapting sessions um, mm. to fit sort of the needs of like a specific individual which yeah. sounds really easy on paper but when it comes to actually doing it um, mm-hmm. can be yeah quite challenging yeah. Um, but yeah definitely has made me a different a, a different player a probably a better player mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. has given definitely gave me a newfound appreciation for coaches I tried to show that I'm listening with like my body language and everything. the amount of effort they're exerting during any given session um, is yeah is a lot. So. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Tryline Tales. If you did enjoy it, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. We are on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify with plans to expand. Leave a review letting us know what you thought of this week's episode and also where you are listening from because we'd love to know. You can also keep up to date with us via our Instagram, which is at Tryline Tales Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another episode of Tryline Tales with Georgia Rolton and Alessia Skeet. Bye! Bye.